0: Hazard Audio. This week on Sports Appeal, the hosts go over the NBA playoffs and update you on Major League Baseball, plus interviews with NFL advisor and agent Rob London and NFL veteran Todd Stusi are on deck in advance of the
1: draft. It's all right here. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago, Sports Appeal. This
2: is
0: gonna be a home run. I just know it because I can see into the future.
2: With your hosts, Steve Gross. And Matt Axelrod. Play ball.
1: Welcome once again to Sports Appeal. We're your regular hosts. I'm Steve Gross. We've got Matt Axelrod back with us. Happy to have you back, Matt. You can find us every single week right here on Podbean.com or the new Podbean app. You can also get us on iTunes. Guys, find us on there. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. It really helps us out a lot when you do that. We're also available on thesportsmecha.com and a bunch of other ways. So however you're getting to us we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Tweet at us, we're on Twitter at the sports appeal. We love interacting with you guys on Twitter. We try to respond to every single person who tweets at us. We do that a lot. All the show's music is provided by Full Service, our studio band. You can find all their stuff on iTunes and Spotify. As always, we're produced by Johnny 5 and powered by Hazard Audio. This week we've got a couple of calling guests. We've got sports advisor Rob London. He uh, advises some NFL players. We've also got Todd Stusey, two-time Pro Bowler. We've had him on the show before. We love having him on. He's a great guest. Matt, let's start with the NBA playoffs. The playoffs so far have shaken out to be kind of not that interesting, really.
3: Yeah, it's been a little disappointing, to be honest. All of the series going into today are shutouts, except for the Spurs-Clippers series, where the Clippers won big time in the first game, but then have dropped the next two. And they've got another game now in San Antonio that they're probably going to lose as well and go down three games to one.
1: Yeah, that's a tough place to play, San Antonio. And that team's been playing really, really well lately. They got the Defensive Player of the Year in Kawhi Leonard. And it's the same old story for the Clippers. We mentioned this on an earlier podcast, how their expectations get inflated every year. This team could compete for the Western Conference title. And then they're just so disappointing the early exit every year.
3: And, you know, I was listening last week, and you were talking about how you don't think there's such a thing as a regular season team. I'm sorry, aren't the Clippers a regular season team that can't compete in the playoffs?
1: I wasn't saying there's no such thing as a regular season team. I was saying I don't understand what the distinction is. Like, I get that teams play differently in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. I understand that, and that's absolutely true. But what makes a team a regular season team or a playoff team? Like, everyone was saying, Atlanta's regular season team, but you have no reason to say that. Like, we hadn't seen them in the playoffs yet, so I don't understand what it is about them that makes them a regular season team.
3: It's just that they have weaknesses that, in my opinion, will be exploited over the course of a seven-game series by another team that's only having to prepare for them for seven straight games. That's what I consider to be the distinction.
1: Well, they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they're probably going to play Washington in the next round. And Washington's, oh, they have talent. They're okay.
3: The way the Hawks have been playing, they really might not be Washington. I don't know. I They've I been unimpressive so far.
1: I do not buy into Washington whatsoever. They, they fall apart just like at the snap of a finger. It's... I've never seen anything like this team. They're so frustrating.
3: I really think that Washington's at least going to give them a run for their money in the second round. You might
1: be right about that, but I think the Hawks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And if they make it there, I don't think you can say they're only a regular season team anymore.
3: When you consider how weak the rest of the field is, the teams that they've faced, the 8-seed Brooklyn and then uh, 4- or 5-seed Raptors or Wizards, probably the 5-seed Wizards, taking out one of those teams, it's not that impressive. If they
1: make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're still going to say they're just a regular season team. I don't care who they played along the way. If you make it that far, that is impressive.
3: Sorry, I just think that that's wrong, Steve. I even have to say that the Bulls, from four years ago, when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, all they did was beat a greatly inferior Hawks team and an 8-seed Pacers team. I would call them a regular season team that year, too. We're just having
1: a philosophical disagreement here. There's no way to solve this at all. Kind of like we disagree on the Cubs this year. We'll get into that a little bit later.
3: Oh, you know I'm ready for that conversation. (laughs) I know you are. God damn it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to the Western Conference. How unreal is Steph Curry?
3: Steph Curry's ridiculous. I don't know how he hit that shot.
1: I do. He's Steph Curry. Every time he lets the ball go, you think it's going in.
3: This is a guy who hit 77 threes in a row. But, you know, the NBA came out and said he actually got fouled on that shot, too, and it didn't get called. Now, they ended up winning anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But that's just ridiculous. He's fallen out of bounds, triple teamed gets fouled and he fucking swishes it.
1: The crazy part about that play to me is he took a three and missed it and they got an offensive rebound and he made the second one.
3: Yeah, the much on the harder f- shot.
1: On the first shot his foot was on the line. So if he would have made the first one, they still lose. <laughs>
3: That is ridiculous. Absolutely
1: ridiculous. And New Orleans, man, I feel so bad for the fans there. I thought they were going to steal one. I
3: know, I did too. Anthony Davis, though, has been just incredible in these playoffs. He deserves a better supporting cast. Hopefully, he'll get it because I want to see a lot of years of him just excelling in the playoffs like this again.
1: Yeah, it's good to see him get a little bit of playoff experience. They have no chance of winning this series, but. I'm glad they snuck in over Oklahoma City right. so Davis can get some playoff experience. And I think
3: this even accelerates the timeline for them. This was their first year even like doing well, and with Anthony Davis running the show, now they instead of just doing well, they made the playoffs. Now the expectation for next year is to go and do well in the playoffs and win a series or two.
1: Right, and that expectation might actually help them. It might motivate them. Let's wrap up the Western Conference. we got Memphis dominating Portland pretty much. Houston and Dallas, this series has not been as good as I thought it was going
3: to be. No, neither of those series are. Like, I really expected both of those series to be bloodbaths. Although, it's not too surprising considering Rajon Rondo's difficulty fitting in into what Dallas is trying to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like what Mike Greenberg said about Rajon Rondo, which is, he has a back injury or something.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it it really, supposedly he's injured, but it's very possible that it's just Rick Carlisle going, no, you're not seeing the floor anymore.
1: Yeah, they just don't get along. In the East, we talked about the Wizards a little bit. They're surprising me. I thought Toronto was going to take this series just because Washington fell apart in the second half of the season.
3: Yeah, I mean, they kind of both fell apart in the second half of the season. that's a good point. That's why if I were a betting man, I would have stayed away from that series altogether because both of those teams played like hot garbage for the last month or so of the season. They
1: played like cold garbage.
3: <laughs> Whatever it was it was garbage.
1: Yeah absolutely true. And um, they
3: both got off to really hot starts to the season too but just fell apart. Especially
1: Toronto they got off to a super hot start. They had the best record in the east for the first month of the season I think.
3: Yeah they did.
1: So let's talk about some more eastern conference series Atlanta and Brooklyn, not that interesting. Brooklyn's not a really good team. No,
3: but Brooklyn still made it a game, I think, both times. Both of them have finished with fairly competitive scores, at least. Yeah, they have.
1: Cleveland and Boston. This series has been entertaining for me. Boston isn't half bad.
3: No, Boston is like a star player away from competing.
1: Yeah, I I, I guess so, yeah. They're a
3: really good player, not just like a top 20 player. Yeah,
1: they don't have any stars on their team. Isaiah Thomas.
3: I would say that Isaiah Thomas is probably their best player, although Marcus Smart is going to be really good, I think.
1: Yeah, he really is. I really like Jay Crowder. He's an effort guy. I love watching him play. He's a lot of fun to watch. So the Cavs are up 3-0. They're going to win this series, but I think Boston has some good things moving forward to next year.
3: Yeah, and so do the Bucks. move into the other series in the East. The Bucks have a lot of play hard, try hard guys. Giannis Antetokounmpo is pretty good. I mean, that guy, he had a bad first two games, but he was tearing the Bulls apart in game three.
1: He is good. I'm glad you said his name, so I don't have to. (laughs) You're right about the Bucks. They're not that far away, and if they have a healthy Jabari Parker next year, I think they're right there. Like, I mean, they're not going to contend for the Eastern Conference title or anything, but they're going to be a playoff team.
3: No, and they could very well be just a a year or two away if Jabari progresses like we think he's going to. Absolutely right. That Bulls-Bucks series has just been a lot of fun to watch, too. I mean, obviously, I have a vested interest, but the Bucks have been keeping things close. Both of those games, I mean, the Bulls won the first two fairly significantly, but they were both close even as late as the fourth quarter, third quarter in one of the games. and Just going back and forth. Bulls have their hands full. They're probably going to sweep the series, but it has not been an easy sweep
1: they should have lost game three. They should have lost it twice.
3: Yeah, yeah, they did. And Tom Thibodeau is really worrying me with the management of minutes. Jimmy Butler, I don't think, got any rest for the entire fourth quarter. I thought that Jimmy should have gotten a breather at the beginning of the fourth quarter so that he'd be rested to close out the game. I think that's part of the reason that they weren't able to close out the game in regulation.
1: The Bulls are a more talented team, and they should be able to handle the Bucks. So I know one of the big criticisms of Tibbs is that his time management with the players, but I don't think it should have been that big an issue in this game.
3: That about does it for our NBA coverage for today, but we've got a lot more playoffs coming. So stick with us all the way through the finals and beyond. We'll be covered in the NBA. You know, come right here for that coverage. Coming up after the break, we've got Todd Stusey, two-time Pro Bowler, first-round pick, and longtime NFL veteran.
1: Hey guys, it's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now's the perfect chance to do that. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want, pick your sport, draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. back to Sports Appeal. We've got Todd Stucey on the phone, two-time Pro Bowl offensive lineman. We've had him on before. We asked him to come back. Todd, how you doing today?
2: Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
1: So you just launched your app that you talked about last time you were on the show, Scout Site. It's a really cool app, especially getting prepared for the NFL draft coming up. Been playing with it a little bit. It's really cool. I think it's the best draft app out there. No, thank you. I think we really tried to move the needle as
2: far as what people can expect when it comes to being able to basically put the power to the user, allow them to look up players based on not what someone recommends or someone talks about on TV, but really what the fan wants to look at and give them the power to be able to look up on anything, whether it be on a stat, on a college, on a potential draft pick and put it in the context that they will understand. I think one of the biggest things was being able to map it out so that you can want to pick in the prospect currently and be able to map him to future stars or current stars in the NFL and to be able to have a better understanding of what this guy's expectations might be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the, that comparison feature is the coolest part of it. You know, because you, you just plug in a player that you're curious about and then it comes up with a list of guys that he compares to really well from his college stats. And it even shows you the percentage. You know, this guy compares 92% to this guy and 89% to this guy. It puts things into an easy perspective for the fans.
2: Yeah, and it also allows you to kind of, if you it on its head, you can also wind up taking a current player and plugging them into the same kind of model, and it'll actually, if there are any guys that are prospects, look a lot like this player. So you could plug in a Camariota on one side, or you also could wind up
1: picking a Archie 3 and seeing which prospects look a lot like an Archie 3. Yeah, it's really cool to do it from that side of the things, too.
3: Yeah, you say, oh, look at this great player. We want someone just like that. Let's go out and get him. Exactly.
1: It winds up, I think the nice
2: thing is, about NFL Combine, did something similar to that purely on Combine numbers. Ours go beyond that to kind of take a full snapshot of a player at this current point. But it also it winds up giving a good representation because it returns 10 players the 10 most similar players so that, I mean, no one's perfect right now. If it was easy enough to plug into an app. I mean, People look at like, the Patriots and the fact that they've been very good in the draft pool. If they actually had a really good, clean insight on who was going to be good, they would have drafted Tom Brady in the first round, not the sixth round. But it gives a chance to look at the full distribution of kind of what guys like this have done previously on the league, so you understand both the good bad, and the bad.
3: Now, speaking of the combine, draft prospect Randy Gregory just failed the pre-combine drug test. How dumb do you have to be to fail <laughs> a drug test at the combine?
2: It is a known thing. <laughs> Maybe their
1: uh, look scores reflect that they're not good at math. Uh, the <laughs> test scores. Yes, it's not great. So, if you were Tampa Bay. Would you take Jameis Winston or would you take Mariota? Can I trade down? (laughs) Yeah, that's an option too, sure. (laughs) No, I mean, I I would
2: always be open to any kind of trade prospect that like the Rams did a couple years when they wound up trading down and the Washington Redskins traded up for RT 3 I mean, I think that trade will prove to be a wise decision by the Rams. Absolutely. And you can get that kind of lopsided trade. That's always one worth considering. Maybe not if they had an opportunity to draft Andrew Luck. Even that, I mean, there's chance of injury, et cetera. You don't wish it will on anybody, but to be able to have a couple high picks over a couple years, it's pretty compelling. Uh, Who do
3: you think will be the better pro, though?
2: I'm more of a Jameis Winston fan. Uh, I think, if anything, the one glaring issue is off the field. I think that that can be addressed based on culture. If the right team drafts them and they have the right kind of people around them. And the interceptions, I think that some of that, actually has to go with his confidence. I mean, he, the guy's very confident. I think he tends to try to thread the needle in there sometimes, maybe when he shouldn't. I know some of them you can obviously attribute to the teammates, etc., too. It's not always on the quarterback. So I think that he just, his overall confidence level, take the next step.
3: It seems like every year we say running backs are never going to go high in the first round again. And then almost every year a running back comes along that's so, quote, exceptional that they end up going in the first round. When will teams learn, or, or are they even wrong to draft a running back high? I think one of the biggest
2: things about a running back is that there is a somewhat of a learning curve, but there's also a short career cycle. And so I think there tends to be a lot of value that you find later on, and I don't think it necessarily translates really, really well from college. And so I would aware, but there's always interesting guys that makes you think like, oh, this time this is not the case. I mean, Adrian Peterson is a perfect example. He was definitely worth the value that the Vikings expended
1: on him in the first round years back. But there's lots of examples like Kajana Carter, etc. One of my sleeper picks for the draft is Jamison Crowder, wide receiver out of Duke. And I plugged him into your app and did a comparison. And he's being compared to guys like Doug Baldwin and Odell Beckham Jr. Do you think he's the most underrated wide receiver in the draft? I
2: think the uh, the biggest thing is that his stats are within range to have the chance to be successful. I mean, there's lots of guys whose numbers are just not that are compelling in college that don't do well, and there's other guys that do do well. And so his numbers, mathematically, he winds up showing up to be very similar, but there's obviously things on family history background that our app currently doesn't utilize. I mean, what kind of character he might have, what his work ethic might be, we're not taking account of that. So those kinds of things do matter. If anything, I think that it winds up stirring the conversation being able to make you want to look twice on a guy like that because maybe there is something there that people first maybe pass that on. If people are interested in checking it out, it's an entirely free app. There's no in app purchases or anything like that. Uh download it. It's um uh for iOS so it's uh it's um iPhone optimized, it also works on the iPad. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have anything from an Android platform this year, but that'll change in, uh, in future versions. Yeah. Anyway, Scout Site, like Vision, S I G H T. You can uh, go to our website to give you a better background on what it exactly it is, what it does at www.scoutsiteapp.com. And people can follow me on Twitter at
1: podsducey.com. All right. Thanks a lot, Todd. We tweeted out the link for that and we'll tweet it out again. The app is really, really cool, guys. You should definitely check it out, especially if you're not that prepared for the draft this year. This will help you kind of get a feel for the players that are going on. It's easy to use and it's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I was playing around with it on Steve's phone because I'm an Android guy and I got to say I can't wait till it comes to the Android because it is really a, a very cool app.
1: Once again, it's Scout's site, so go check it out. Todd, thanks a lot for your time. We appreciate you coming on. We'd like to talk to you again in the future. Enjoy Chicago while you're here. Hey, thank you very much. So, friend of the show, Todd Stusey, appearing once again on Sports Appeal. He's got a great app. Go check it out. It's really, really cool for the NFL draft. Right now, we've got an update on MLB. Matt and I have a bet going that if the Cubs win 90 games, I have to shave my head. If the Cubs do not win 90 games, Matt has to shave his head. So we're about 10% of the way through the season right now, and the Cubs are sitting at 9-7, and seven, which puts them right on track for 90. It's going to be a photo yep. finish if this trend continues.
3: Yep, they are on pace for 91 wins, so it, it's looking good for me so far.
1: <laughs> we're 10% of the way through the season. Let's yep. not get carried away.
3: You're right, you're right. They're easily going to win 100 games. They're going to get even better. <laughs>
1: you are one Tommy John surgery away from winning 80 games.
3: Hey, hey, even if they only won 80 games, I'd still be stoked. That's such an improvement over last year. But no, they have not even... They have underperformed up till this point in the season, and they're still on pace for what I said. So I'm not too worried about it. I really still think that they're going to do it because John Lester is finally hitting his stride. He had two really bad starts, and each, yeah, he did. each start he's gotten a little better. Yesterday he went six innings, gave up three earned runs, which is, you know, you'd hope for a little better out of him, but you can live with that, and they did. They won the game.
1: Those are the kind of numbers you're going to want from Jason Hamble, though, not from John Lester.
3: Yeah, absolutely, but it's still progress. It's a lot better than his first couple starts starts. starts where he didn't even make it through the sixth inning.
1: Let's talk about the biggest surprise for me to this point in the season, the New York Mets.
3: Holy cow. Yeah, what is in the water? What is going on there?
1: They have good young pitching. They're hitting well. Didn't see that yeah, one coming.
3: that is really the big surprise. And we said in our preseason breakdown that we were expecting them to have good pitching, but the hitting is really what's been the big surprise, despite missing one of their best offensive players who's out with an injury.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The Mets have been a really pleasant surprise for New York and at the Yankees, too. Both New York baseball teams are really overachieving, it seems like, at this point.
3: Yeah, I didn't see the Yankees being over 500, although they're not that far over 500
1: they're 10 and 7 they have a better record than the cubs do and you're really optimistic about the cubs
3: i think the cubs are underachieving so far and the yankees might be overachieving just a little bit
1: do you have a uh, a disappointment so far in the season
3: yeah the nationals like i thought the nationals are going to be a world series contender and i think that they still might be but they are really underperforming this far
1: yeah a lot of people have the nationals as title contenders including me their pitching staff is ridiculous They have not been hitting the ball at all, though. I think that's their big bugaboo, is their their, their hitting has been terrible.
3: Yep. Again, it's still only April, so you never know what's going to happen throughout the course of the season. Things can change so much. Look at the Mets. I mean, they won 10 games in a row. Going on a streak like that can really distance you from the rest of the league, or at least the rest of your division.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're seven games ahead of the Marlins and the Phillies in their own division, and we're only 15 games into this season. A winning streak like that is a significant advantage.
3: One of the big surprises, buzz and surprises is Kansas City, because I like seeing Kansas City do well. Neither of us, I think, thought that Kansas City was going to look that good. They have just looked
1: great. They have. They've looked really, really good. And they've been in all these brawls this week. Not just this week, but this season. It's like, I don't know. Like, last season, they were the blue-collar heroes. And it seems like they made a decision as a team this year to be the bad boys. And it's starting to be a little bit much.
3: Yeah, the whole team's going to be suspended at this point.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely possible
3: that's all the time we have for baseball we're going to take it to break again but coming back we've got rob london coming on the show for an interview he's been around the nfl for years he's been there and done it all he's going to take on some of our questions and some questions from you via twitter about the nfl draft Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com.
1: Welcome back to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve, he's Matt, and on the phone right now, we're chatting with Rob London, sports advisor for NFL players. Please, God, tell me it is not Tebow time. (laughs) If anyone
0: can garner a contract, then they must be doing something right. Or a team or a coach or Kelly, in this instance, sees some value in bringing in Tim Tebow. If he can win a backup job, then I'm all for it. If he can win a starting job, I'm all for it. I tell players all the time, look, you're judged on the last throw, your last carry, your last catch. But you know what? You're in a position to make another catch if you drop the ball. You're in a position to throw another touchdown if you just threw an interception. So I think it's great for Tim Tebow to get another opportunity. I hope he does well.
3: Turning to the draft, Cardinals general manager Steve Keim weighed in on off-field issues for prospects and said, if Hannibal Lecter ran a 4 we'd probably diagnose it as an eating disorder. You got any thoughts on that quote?
0: Every GM has their methodology. Everyone that runs fast is not a good football player. So I certainly wouldn't have said something like that in the public. Even if I thought it, I wouldn't have said it. But, uh, again, everybody has their points of views, and everybody's entitled to their own
1: points of views. we got some questions for you from some of our Twitter followers. The first one is from at Mark underscore real. He's in Chicago, and he wants to know what you think about this. Do the Cowboys take a running back in round one, or do they address another hole and take a guy like Tevin Coleman on day two? With the value of running backs, the perceived value of running backs in the NFL,
0: it's uh, every year, uh, year over year, has been diminished. Early on, you fortify your defense, and I'm specifically talking about the Dallas Cowboys. They've had some issues over the past two years at the linebacker position. Those guys have been injured, and um, they are having to have gone to free agents, bringing in free agents to fortify that uh, middle of the defense. So I think that's what they spend their time. You can certainly find a great running back this year in the second round. That's where they've started coming off the board anyway. So. You can find tremendous value even in the fourth, and fifth rounds. And so when you're looking at trying to figure out who can be the bell cow of your offense running the ball, I'd like to see Dallas Cowboys fortify their defense before they do anything on the offensive side because I think they have some weapons that can carry them over the hump even without
3: DeMarco. And then our other Twitter follower with a question, at three underscore Grogan from New Orleans wants to know, just wondering what happened to Deflate Gate. No apology? It pretty much ruined the Super Bowl hype.
0: (laughs) I would like to think that I've seen it all, but clearly I haven't. If it was caught on that day, I'm going to assume that it's been done before, but no one's ever questioned it, and rightfully so. I mean, you have a team that previously won three Super Bowls. Of course you're not going to question what they're doing because clearly they're doing something right to have won three championships. When you talk about apology, I don't think that's the way to go. I think I heard that they were fine. I think that's enough. But at the end of the day, it's still football. If the ball is coming your way, you've been taught to catch or deflect a ball. And just because a ball doesn't have the adequate amount of air in it, doesn't mean that a skilled player couldn't catch or couldn't deflect a ball. So some of that is a little gamesmanship on teams' parts. It's football at the end of the day. And so as a professional. I don't care if the ball is wet, dry, has snow on it. You are charged with doing the best that you can absolutely do with playing the game of football. So in my eyes, just play football.
1: All right, so that's Rob London, sports advisor for NFL players. Rob, thanks very much for your time. We'll talk to you again down the road. Let's move on to sports madness. Oh, yeah.
2: Sports madness.
1: Our first sports madness story stems from a common debate among sports fans. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. Who's the greatest of all time? The answer is Michael Jordan. Obviously. Yeah. But these two roommates in State College, Pennsylvania, uh, apparently started arguing about this, and one of them got so angry that he became violent. He ended up getting arrested, and he was charged with aggravated assault, terroristic threats, and simple assault.
3: And then apparently later he went to stay with someone else because he obviously wasn't staying with his roommate anymore <laughs> and he ended up getting kicked out there too and was charged with criminal trespassing and harassment there.
1: I hope he was on the Michael Jordan side of the debate because that's the only reason I could see you getting so angry about this.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just a ridiculous story. How can you argue about this? That's what's ridiculous to me about it. Michael Jordan has way more rings and was just a much more dominant player.
1: Yeah, apparently Apparently, a couple years ago, uh, there was a stabbing that occurred from this exact same debate, and it was also in Pennsylvania. So, Pennsylvania,
3: settle down. So, our next Sports Madness story. The Kansas City Royals, for their dollar hot dog night, are serving their fans moldy garbage hot dogs we will tweet out the link these absolutely look like they just have been pulled out of the garbage there's a picture comparing one of the dollar hot dogs with a standard hot dog from their concession services and the normal one looks like a normal hot dog the other one's like half the size it looks all shriveled and gross and then further down the page there's a picture of one where the bun is actually visibly moldy this is just disgusting
1: when you sent me this link My immediate reaction was, this is fucking nasty. This this is the most disgusting looking food I've ever seen in my life. Somebody paid a dollar for that hot dog? You'd have to pay me to eat that thing. There's no way I'm touching that.
3: So it just came out that the Royals are serving their fans moldy garbage hot dog sandwiches.
1: No, they are not. They're serving them moldy garbage. Hot dogs, period. End (laughs) of the sentence.
3: Not a damn sandwich. So if you missed the last couple weeks, Steve and I have an ongoing debate about whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. And I say it is. I wouldn't necessarily refer to one as a sandwich in normal conversation. But I do think it's technically a sandwich. Steve vehemently disagrees. So far, we've had a couple people respond to us and agree with Steve. I'm sticking to my guns on this one. A hot dog is a sandwich.
1: Totally disagree. Could not disagree more. You guys tell us, tweet us, at the Sports Appeal. Please tell Matt how dead wrong he is. I can't believe we're still having this conversation. Our last story is my favorite from this week. It involves my home state of New York and the Islanders fans. So the Islanders play their home games at Nassau Coliseum, which this is the last season for them at Nassau Coliseum. So after game three of their uh, opening round series against Washington, Islanders fans started stealing seats from the arena they didn't want to wait to buy them when the arena gets torn down they're just stealing them as they exited the arena problem is they had another game that play game four there and now today they have game six there
3: so people are actually paying for tickets and getting to their seats to find out there's not one yeah the seat's gone
1: <laughs> their seats were literally stolen away from them <laughs>
3: I don't even have anything else to say about that. That's that's just ridiculous. Only
1: in New York. Long Island represent. This is
3: ridiculous. Classic. That's all the time we have for Sports Appeal. You can find us every week on podbean.com and iTunes and a million other ways to get at us. Plan us out. It's going to be hops by full service. All of my memories involve in trees. I'm a green
0: strike period. And look at me and other species. Like me, this yellow and green my boss Warped with a part of the bark of the bridge underneath. Me. I got church kinda. Triple, triple. Trip is always three, but you probably don't care. I'm something you can't spare. The world ain't mine when the humans are here. i of uh, 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 Now my, my All of my memories of all the deep blue sea I've been that building creature that simply Was trying to be home sweet home oh, on the reef That once was a paradise but now is apparently An underwater landfill the the poison that has me Floundering, just trying to breathe But you probably don't care, I'm something you can't spare The world ain't mild when the humans are in face. Hazard Audio.